Turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. If we do not celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, then we denigrate Him. Because He's worthy of all the celebratory praise and worship that we can give Him. Matthew chapter 21, verses 33 through 46. The last 14 verses of the chapter are the parable of the householder, which for right now, since the Bible doesn't call it that, we'll call it the parable of the vineyard. Because there is a vineyard described here, which was Israel, which reminds us in Isaiah chapter 5 we learned about a vineyard. And because when the Lord came to that vineyard looking for grapes, he only found wild grapes, he destroyed the vineyard. And he destroyed Israel. And here is the same warning. Today we have to consider the horrific judgment on the promised land of Israel. In Isaiah 24. That favored land and that favored nation for the Old Testament church was called God's vineyard. Like it is here. When he looked for grapes, he was angered that it brought forth wild grapes. Because the gifts he had given should motivate us to the greatest service, and the giver of the gifts should motivate us to the greatest service. And before you, in these 14 verses, is the same vineyard viewed again by the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it did not bring forth fruit, he would take it away and give it to the Gentiles. Because it rebelled against his great mercies, he would grind the nation to powder. His words... What is vineyard fruit? It is diligent obedience, fervent celebration, and devoted service. If we want to summarize it. If we do not celebrate, then we denigrate. We sully it. We blacken it. We demean it. If we don't exalt it, praise it, and get excited about it. Because of the gifts given, exceed everything in your life squared everything in your life squared the gift of the lord jesus christ and his kingdom and then the giver of those gifts is god himself and he gave his son and because of the giver and because of the gifts we ought to celebrate and isaiah chapter 25 is going to call us to celebrate and isaiah chapter 26 will call us to celebrate but they didn't want to celebrate in israel And there was the Son of God, there was their prophesied Messiah, standing before them, but no celebration. And so you should know this parable intimately. It is such a precious comparison of what the Jews did not give, and what the Lord looked for from us Gentiles, and I hope that we'll give it today. And that's a great deal of celebratory praise. If we do not celebrate, then we denigrate, because... This 38th parallel that you're trying to find in your mind on the Korean peninsula between North and South Korea before being fruit-bearing or ground to powder doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There is no demilitarized zone. There is no no man's land. You're either for them or you're against them. And let's be a church that's all out for them. And celebrate Him and serve Him with all our might today. 
before you on the pages of your Bible is Matthew 22, 1 through 7. It's the same vineyard. Except this time, Jesus doesn't view it as a vineyard. He views it as a great feast that his Father prepared. And it is the gospel feast. It has nothing to do with heaven. It's not even close to heaven. It is on earth. And it's Zion's relationship that we have while we're here. And because the Jews did not appreciate it, they were destroyed in 70 A.D., as verse 7 tells us. But as we read through these verses, they're going to sound so familiar to Isaiah chapter 25, and it's the reason I'm using them to open this morning. I love verse 4, where God said to his ministers, Tell the Jews, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they didn't come. Look what it says about them. Verse 5, they made light of it. They made light of it. The only way you can avoid not making light of it is to make everything of it. Because if you're not making everything of it, you're making light of it. And I speak to everyone in here today. If you are not making the kingdom of Jesus Christ everything, the most important thing, the consuming thing in your life, then you are making light of it because it deserves that position and it deserves that celebration and it deserves that appreciation. Lord, help us. Here in Matthew 22, it's a fuller transition to the gospel blessings John, Jesus, and the apostles offered the Jews. When God makes a feast, it transcends any earthly pleasure. Like light transcends darkness. When God invites you to a feast, a slighting or neglecting of the event is abominable. Lord, help us. If you do not celebrate, then you denigrate. It amazes me what some of you think is important. It amazes me what some of you think is fun. Compared to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no greater pleasure. If you haven't realized that pleasure, it's not God's fault nor the gift's fault. It's because you've really never met either of them. So let's meet them today. Isaiah 24 and 25 are going to bring them before our eyes. These two chapters bring them before our eyes. Nothing can compare. And it's my job as his ambassador to direct you to the high king of heaven, that all of your affection and appreciation and attention is in that direction. Today we will consider the great feast prepared by God for the Gentile nations in Isaiah 25. The feast, the gospel feast, it's not real eating, because real eating is what animals do. It is spiritual eating and spiritual feasting on spiritual marrow and spiritual wine on the lees well refined. And they transcend anything we can do with this corrupt body. Because it's with a spirit made into a new man by the power of God that finds its delight in worshiping that God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Unless we've quenched the Spirit of God, fed our old man so that our new man is starved and dying in bed. And we need to revive him today. So Paul would say, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give thee light. 
The giver of the feast is so great, he's greater than any earthly monarch, president, CEO, or dignitary, and we want to give him our very best. Because when Israel didn't, terrible things happened. And the terrible things happened to the whole nation. You know, was Caiaphas singled out? Not that I'm aware of. Caiaphas wasn't singled out. 1.1 million were singled out in the city of Jerusalem to suffer for making light of it and killing those prophets and apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it didn't matter that you hadn't killed an apostle or prophet of the Lord Jesus Christ because you died just like the ones that did kill the apostles or prophets of the Lord Jesus Christ because you were counted with them for making light of his kingdom. Jesus reigns. Jesus is the Son of God. The angels worship him. He's the head of all principality and powers, throne, might, and dominion in this world and in the world to come. He deserves everything we can give him. It's easy to see those that do not love Jesus Christ or his gospel feast of fat things. Because those that do, it shows in every part of their lives, Jesus is the object of their life, energy, their, their thoughts, their speech. And we want to make it that for ourselves today. If we don't celebrate, then we denigrate. You say, can you show that to me from a Bible? I just have. But if you really want to know, go to Malachi 1, verses 6 through 14, not right now, later. Malachi 1, 6 through 14, and don't come out of it until you've measured yourself by it. Because the Lord knows exactly how we bring our offerings and how we attend his assemblies, he knows it perfectly. And to him, it's as if you said, you're not important. Malachi 1, 6 through 14. I think you should all know it by heart since I've used it so many times. I have not been unfaithful to remind you. And so here we are. It's the Lord's day. We're in the Lord's house. We're going to have a horrific chapter to go through. Isaiah 24, but it is going to end pointing us toward chapter 25. And chapter 25 is wonderful. And guess where we are? Chapter 25 is about us. Right. And the, Listen, when I look at verse 33, there was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen, that's the Jews, and went into a far country. Wow, a vineyard. Hedged it. Wine press, built a tower. I'm not very impressed. In comparison, in comparison to what he has done for us Gentiles with the gospel kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. They had so little, and we have so much by every measure. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, O Lord, Oh, Lord, we confess our folly that we get so entranced with the soap bubbles of this life that it steals from our love and appreciation of the kingdom and the son and the salvation and the future that you've given us in the gospel. We thank thee for saving our souls we thank Thee for sending Thy only begotten Son to be our Savior. We thank Thee for calling us out of the wild Gentile nations and making us sons and daughters in the kingdom of heaven. 
We thank Thee for the Word of God, inspired and preserved and put in our laps for no cost of our own, but for the cost of others. Heavenly Father, we have made light of it. We've gone to our farm. We've gone to the gym. We've gone to our merchandise. We've gone to our family. We've gone to our flower garden. We've gone to our job. We've gone to our online account balances. Heavenly Father, we have gone and gone and gone. And forgive us where we have not made Thee the most important object of our affection and our attention and our efforts in life. You are everything. And Your gifts are everything. And the giver and the gifts transcend all else. Have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, by Your Holy Spirit and by Your Word, deal with us today on an individual basis. Talk to us. Rebuke us. Correct us. Comfort us. Encourage us. And direct us heavenward. That we would see Thee and Thy Son. And that we would see the feast of fat things in the gospel content of the Lord Jesus Christ and the future promises held out for us. Heavenly Father, remember our frame, that we are dust. Our spirits are willing, but our flesh is weak. Pity us like a good father pities his young children. Remember mercy in judgment as you look at us this day. And, O Lord, open the Word of God to us. Let us see it in in a vibrant vital, practical, living way that will bring joy to our hearts and lift up our minds and open our mouths that we might sing and speak and shout Thy praise. We pray this same blessing for all Your churches as I have prayed all night for Your churches, Heavenly Father, around the world that You will bless those men of God, that they will pour forth like a fire hose, the knowledge of your kingdom and your gospel and the salvation that is in Jesus Christ, and that you will, on the other hand, open the ears of all that hear, that they might be increased and converted and convicted and brought to the full obedience of the gospel of our Lord and Savior. We thank you for America. We thank you for the health and strength to be here this morning. We thank you for this place where we can come together. We thank you for the regenerating power that's changed us to want to be here. And we thank you for what you have before us, and we pray that you would bless it, that it would bring forth the fruit that you desire. And it's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thy only begotten Son, Jesus of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. Amen.